0: What's up, guys? Before this episode starts, I want to just let you guys know that this episode was be recorded before the new accusations against Billy Knight came up. Because me and Chalfie talk about um the Billy Knight situation, him killing suicide, committing suicide, and right after, apparently, it comes up that he may or may not have sexually abused a nine year old. Before he died, so to clear this up so people don't think, yo, know, we just did this and didn't get all our facts together. We talked about this right after it happened, just saying how tragic it was. And then now this information comes out. So I wanted to clarify when we recorded this because we recorded this right when it happened. I brought up the coffee, and now this new news comes out of him allegedly sexually assaulting a nine-year-old girl before he died. So wanted to clear that up, guys. Be transparent. Otherwise, that, enjoy the episode. It's a very good episode with me and Chalfie talking as just good friends and enjoying each each other's time and talking about a lot of things. I think you guys are going to like this one a lot. Peace. Experience. Welcome, to the experience. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I'm on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox. With me this week is my brother, my friend for life, the biggest little Pump fan there is, my boy Chaffee. What's up? Hey, what's <laughs> up, man? You know, Nothing
1: I love much, that. Man. I love that tagline. I wonder where you got it from, though. That shit's tight, you know, uniting the culture through diversity. I want to say I came up yeah. with that. Glad <laughs> <Yeah>, you, co- <laughs> you did. Cause I did. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, man, I'm I'm glad. Uh, glad. Uh, glad I'm back on. Um, man, shout out to you though. Fucking those rankings. That's tight. Like you got uh yeah. top fives and stuff like that. But you know what though? Like you're putting in the effort. Those who don't know and haven't seen on like Twitter, like um Cox experience. Like when you went to like gaming and lifestyle. What was it like? For David a hobby gaming and hobby it was like which is a big one yeah and he got like number four on that like of like uh popularity and stuff like that number so two what's the two oh Oh, fucking was two tight. he said it, it's crazy
0: because i was above people who i definitely expect to be above yeah,
1: like, i saw like uh like man it was like what is it? The, the girl podcast what what's good gaming like they were way down i was like holy shit man you're trumping a bunch of people like but you know what though? It says a lot about you because you're really living up to that, to that, that motto, man. Like you are uniting the culture. Like you have such a wide variety of people who are on the show that aren't just like. Let's just talk about games. It's like, no, no, no. Tell me about your comic book. Tell me about your acting. Tell me about your um, your feelings. Like you know what I mean? Like you're you're hitting a bunch of different levels and really connecting people. I mean, I gotta say, like, I. Would, pretty much anyone you've had on the podcast I think I've eventually started following because I'm just like oh shit I didn't know that like that's cool whatever you know so mm-hmm. it's you man like you you are really like you are like new school preaching you know what yeah. I mean like you getting everyone to congregate getting everyone to kind of do the same thing and you and you're not a you're not a shitty person you know what I mean like you're not like oh this is all out of like you know Let's let's trash everything. It's like, no, no, you're trying to highlight the positive or make it a growing experience. So from you, man, that's awesome. That's really, really good. Like, you know, I, I'm just a regular dude, but I gotta say, man, I'm, I'm super proud of you. Like, the you know, starting it off and keeping it consistent and building your like your following and and, and still keeping it like positive without being like wild churchy. You know, (laughs) so you just like you let people ride, and even if it is like, you know, someone might say some like ridiculous stuff or something that like, I feel like I know you well enough that you might be like, I agree with this shit, but you let them, you let them go because because you
0: know, in the time that we live in today, not to catch you off, but the time we live in today, the problem what I've always seen with people nowadays is that they always like want to be right, yeah. And they're so convinced that they're right. They don't want to hear the other side of things.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. And even if I do disagree with some of the statements that might be said or, or they're just not the same, like, view, it's it's still, like, like I'm not trying to do the whole, like, oh, you got to, like, tolerate everybody. But it's just, like, and it's to understand, like, and that's why that other side thinks that way. You know, like, yeah. you got to get in their head sometimes because – it, it doesn't make sense. Or even when people are going through struggles, like when in your last episode with Joey, where you were talking about like, you know, your own like, like personal struggles and things like that. It's just like, you know, from the outside, you seem like a very positive, very optimistic guy, but you're a real dude and you got down times as well, you yeah, know, you know. And, then, and you talk about that. But there are people who kind of would really piss on that and be like, don't talk about that. That's not OK, you know, or whatever. And it's like, no, no, we need to. You know, so shout out to you, man. That's awesome. Thank that's you. that's Thank really good.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of stuff's been going on today that kind of ties into what you just said. I wasn't going to talk about it, but
1: let's talk <laughs> about it because I'm going to wreck your show. I'm ready to, I'm going to take you down to the 300th. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you off the rankings. You're like you fucked
0: up. <laughs> did you uh, Did you see this thing? That's well, at least in the sports world.
1: Uh, uh not well, I'll just tell you about what One of the
0: things that happened today. you, you, you mm-hmm. watch? You ever watch uh, basketball, like uh, college basketball? Oh, I love college basketball. Okay, you know, you, you watch UCLA basketball? Uh huh. Some. Well, former UCLA player Billy Knight committed suicide today. Damn! What?
1: Yeah. Like it is like going so nuts now because. I feel like, like, okay, before we get into this story, Go ahead. I'll present you with another story because I feel like it's going to bring it all around. Um, you know, working a school, right? And so I'm around, like, elementary age kids all the time. And it's always been an issue with, like, the upper grade kids, you know, your sixth graders who are going on to middle school and they're going through that pre-adolescence and some of them struggle, right? But this was the first time I had like a second grader who attempted. And I was like, fuck, you're, you're little, like you shouldn't be going through this, you know? And it was just like, it was hard because, you know, I, I I tried to help her out as much as I could. And she, and she, and she really made a turnaround. We got as much help as we could for her, as much as we could do for the school, educated her, her mom, like kind of gave her like, we did everything we could to rally around this, this kid. But it's just like, it's, it's the social pressures. It's the political climate. It's like it's so many different things that like it's nice when we grew up as kids because we like our moms and dads, they dealt with everything on the periphery. And we weren't aware. I mean, we might have been around conversations, but now that social media has such a presence and TV, like everything is news and like angry ass news. It's like you're just getting hit with negative all the time. And these kids are more present for it. And it's just like, uh, then, you know, when I asked this girl, like why she was feeling this way, why she wanted to do it. And she was already collecting materials to like go through. And she was just like, in her mind, she was like, I just want to go to heaven. And I was like, why? And she's like, because then I don't have to deal with any of this. I can be at peace. And I was like, fuck, you're little. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so when you, and so when you think about like you know college age kids and people who are starting to I mean UCLA that's high profile, you know, that's not like that's not like my my local uh, you know Cal State Long Beach uh, basketball team like over he here we might have like one he star, like um, like but when you're high profile profile like, like that like that's a lot of pressure like man a like
0: person that's man. too much and, and
1: that's a lot yeah, for a mind to comprehend to and that, build you know, and work through and, and be criticized and have all man that's sad. That's yeah. real sad. They
0: don't, you know. It's crazy. Once you, it, out, once you check out, once you kill yourself, you don't get a chance really for. what I saw you, don't know, really realize realize on put, yeah. put me on to it. No, too and, the guy and I think for
1: video, you know people who can't saying, comprehend either, saying. like, well, why would someone want to do this? They you have like, things like, going well, well for them or whatever. It's not. It's not about things going well for you. It it really is about like your headspace. It's about like your your state of mind. Like. I, like, I do, like, I have, like, very, very low lows. I do a very good job of, like, um, in my day-to-day of, like, masking it. So people will just be like, oh, you're always chill. You're always, like, I'm not usually, like, the very loud or very boisterous or, like, overly, like, happy person. I'm just, like, even keel. And so, you know, no one is ever really, like, oh, you look like you're bummed out or whatever. But it's just, like, I know I got a good job. I know I got a family. I know I got a house. I know I got all these things but it's that internal thing that just is like, it's like a sinking feeling. It's like drowning, but not in water, you know? And there's, it's not a real way to get out of it, you know? So you could give all that logical, like, but you're doing the right thing. You're on the right path, you know? Like, And so it's hard when you get in that headspace because you just kind of think like, fuck it. Like, what's the point, you know? Because it's almost like, Whereas you have a conscience that wants you to grow. This is like the opposite. Like this is the other con- side of your conscience. That's like, Hey, fuck it. Just, you know, cut the cord, you know? And it's like, it's hard, you know, but having like, I think you have to have the right people around you too. Like, I know you've given me words of encouragement. Same like Ed Placencia, like, you know, Lowe's like, you know, there's people out there that look out for you and kind of just be like, are you good? Like, you guys know how to read between the lines and reach out. And I think if you don't have those people around you to reach out, then that's where you slip. That's where you have that lifeline. You know? Because it's like, you know, I'll reach out to you too, man. Yeah, you good? Like, everything all right? You know? Like, we got to check in on each other. You know?
0: Yeah, you know, it's crazy to say that, but it's very much true because you sometimes you don't know what people are going through. Mm-hmm. Like, even mm-hmm. with this whole thing that happened with me this week with, um... The podcast doing so well. I'm just overcoming the death of my uncle.
1: Right, exactly. And you know And that, that's off the heels of your grandpa too, right? Yeah. You see? So it's, it's like when well, you know, hearing that and in, in my mind, I'm like, oh let me check on my dude right now and make sure everything's good. Because I know you had this like back to back hit, you know? So that's what I'm saying. Like, we gotta make sure, like, no matter what, you gotta check on your person. Like my wife recently, like She has a friend going through some stuff right now. And so her friend hit her up like, shit, maybe like 9.30 at night. And was just like, hey, can you come over and just like talk? Maybe we'll have like some wine or something. And my wife was like, you good with me going? And I was like, go. Because the worst feeling would be you don't go and something happens, you know? And so I was just like, do it. Like This is those opportunities where if someone's calling you at night, and I know it's like old people talk to be like 9.30 and – People are like, 9.30 ain't shit. But it's like, yeah, but when you got a family, nine is late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, because so you, already, you, already, you already got your comfy pants on. You're not leaving.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so much stuff that goes into parenting and being yeah. a family. You know, usually around that 9.30 time, you try to kind of start to wind it like, oh, down. Like, you know what? You don't for to watch TV. You are not to get into this video game
1: exactly are you trying to get some booty or something you know like yeah <laughs> like that's that's that that's it but so she was just like are you fine with me going and I was like go like you have to and her friend was really appreciative and was just like I was just feeling really alone I was really feeling like you know like all these things going on in my life are like overwhelming me and the next day she's like text my wife and she's just like I'm so glad you came I'm so glad that you showed up because and she's and the lady only lives like fucking, like, four blocks from our house. So it's not like my wife had to drive, like, miles, you know? And so it's like, yeah, my wife gave up that evening of us hanging out, but she helped somebody, and you need to do that. You need to help somebody. Like, check in on your friend, like, and also don't be afraid to reach out and talk to people and be like, hey, man, I I need a friend because I'm going through some shit. Like, it's hard. Every day is hard, you know? (laughs) For whatever reason. Like I always tell people like everyone's got a story, everyone's got a thing, everyone's got a situation. And you might look at your next door neighbors and be like, They got a good life. Like, you know, they're a happy family or whatever, whatever, they got a good job. But once those doors close, you don't know what's not working out. You don't know if they're fighting, you don't know if one's depressed, you don't know if one's gonna lose their job. Like you don't know that stuff. And we gotta check in on each other sometimes because if we don't, then that's when we start losing ground.
0: Yeah, it's very well. Mental health in general is very important, and I think us minorities take it for granted.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, and that's that's really really true because that's I think that's where I sort of like have a different type of struggle because you know being raised you know Latin male and it's like. And and I'm sure it's it's very similar probably with like African American families too, when you know you kind of grow up in the uh, lower lower end of the socioeconomic status. and it's like you just cut on each other. you know you kind of, you're there to help, but at the same time, you just kind of like talk shit and joke and laugh and mask those feelings, you know, so that you never really get to the point of like,, hey, I, I need some help here. because then, as like I said, as like a Latin male, it's like, hey, I'm having a hard time. suck it up bottle it up keep it moving because you need to do you know you need to support you need to provide you need to do it and it's like so when I do have those times where I'm like I always feel like I put it on myself like I got to get myself out of this hole I got to get myself out of this situation because I don't want to put it on someone else or because that's not like what I was raised on and so to kind of I have to consciously flip that script because you know, you've heard me talk about it before. I usually talk about it on my podcast as well. Um, you know, my son's a wild ass. <laughs> like, you know, we've talked about this and, and he's highly emotional and he goes through a lot. But I tell him, like, talk to me about it. Share it. Let me know. if you If you want to cry, cry it out. You need to yell, yell it out. Like, Don't hide those emotions. Live through those emotions. Like, I need you to feel those emotions so that he can understand how to work with those emotions, you know? So, you know, that's a a different level we have to deal with as well. Let's get into some happy stuff. We yeah. Hey, about it. man, I'm, I'm ready for a five for five. What's up? Like, so you, just because no, I've been on before, you can't hit me with a five for five?
0: No, I wasn't ready. We just got to a whole lot of of about,
1: Shit, a man. whole company successful, so I got to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. As everybody knows, the podcast always starts off with a five for five unless Chaffee's on. Then it starts off 45 minutes into the podcast with a five
1: for five. <laughs> If you if you've ever heard me on on Delvin's show before, you will know that I will either uh, talk way too much, hijack it, or take it in a different direction. So that's just how it goes down. That's how we do. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. So five questions, five answers. Jeffrey, are you ready? Yeah. Question number one: What's the best album you've heard this year?
1: Okay, best album I've heard this year. Um this album actually did I don't think it came out this year, but and I was super late to this train. Um the Siza control album, like you know, everyone was raving and raving and raving about SZA. and I was just like I don't get it. like, like it wasn't clicking with me. I'm not like a huge like R and B style person, like it's just not my vibe, you know? And I'm not saying like it's bad, it's just not my thing. And then um, I was listening to something, and then the Drew Barrymore song came on. Scissors, Drew Barrymore, and I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "This song is amazing." And it was one of those things. Like, I I tend to have like, if I listen to an album and I don't like it, but I know I should, I give it three months. Like, I set it down for three months, come back in three months, and then I'm like, "This album is brilliant." And so with the SZA album, like, it was a lot longer than that, but I went back into control, and I was like, this album is phenomenal, because, like, lyrically speaking, like, I see why she's connecting with the youth culture, because it's not talking about, like, she's talking about love lost in a different way, and it isn't that old school 90s, like, Mary J. Blige, like, you know, this man's trash, love him and leave him type of stuff, you know? It's just more about like still can't make it work and it's awkward and we don't know how to talk to each other or just wanting to be home and like not have people bother you. Or, you know, some songs are talking about going out with your friends and enjoying time. And I was just like every track on there, I was like, uh, once I finally sat and listened to it, I was like, this album is amazing. So that Scissor Control album right now is my um, is my favorite Album of the year. Um, I'm also getting into just. I'll kind of give this a uh, um, up-and-coming contender. There's a rock band called Dilly Dally, and Dilly um, Dally, uh uh-huh. And they got an album that came out a few years back, but I just barely learned about this band like a couple weeks ago. So I've been listening to a lot of their um, their last album called um, Soar, and they're really, really good too. Uh, female lead vocal she's got a really unique sound but it it's like it's kind of got that like 90s grunge vibe to it it's really good i highly recommend both of those albums so wow. that, that's my top
0: wow they. i'm Ooh. just one of their, tw- their twitter page they don't have that many followers no nah, not that much
1: yeah i'm gonna go to try, i'm gonna try to see them in like uh i think they're coming around here like in november
0: okay I'll will yeah. out some of their music yeah for sure Question number two: Mm. What is the dumbest thing you see somebody do this year? Dumbest thing (laughs) doesn't have to be you. The dumbest thing you see somebody
1: do, you just look at it like this is really freaking stupid. Oh man, jeez, it's been a lot. Like I'm laughing because I'm like, shit, take your pick. I've seen a lot (laughs) of dumb shit. Um, I'm aware. I'm like, oh, I don't even. That's hard. That is probably the hardest question to ask me. Uh, Dumbest dumbest thing I've seen this year. (sighs) I think the dumbest thing I've seen this year is honestly, the dumbest thing I've heard is more, probably the better. And that's uh, people who are uh, melanin deficient who want to tell me in person how I should think, live, or feel. Because I'm just like, I got no time for that. You know, like, um, I think because of where we are, you know, socially and politically, it's kind of opened a, a gateway. So um, I, I was telling some friends the other day, we went out to lunch. I was like, at least once a month, someone comes up to me and tells me, like, you know, you Mexicans need to... You this you that and I'm like I'm at I'm on the treadmill man like why are you approaching me and so I think that is like the dumbest thing because I'm just like if I'm not bugging you don't bug me so not on the humorous end but just more on like that's just stupid like keep that to yourself I don't need it
0: yeah I've said it multiple times this year that white people are getting more and more bolder <laughs> yeah more racist white people are getting more and more bolder
1: yeah oh man peep this one like uh, so I was at the gym. And it was me, um, and right next to me was a guy who who looked to be, like, Middle Eastern. And then there was a black guy. So it was the three of us in a row, non-brown. So this one dude, like, comes up to us, and he goes, Hey, I'm glad to see you guys all together in this section of the gym. And I go, What? And he goes, Yeah, like, I'm glad that the gym kept all you ethnic people together over here. And I was just like a motherfucker like he wants to get punched right now and i was just like don't talk to me like get it out of my face and he's like oh uh i'm just kidding and i was like no you don't know me you're not just kidding like you need to keep it moving and that's happening more and more often lately and it's like that's embarrassing dude like you're old you should know better you know
0: yeah you would think so <laughs> so you anyways let's
1: so. <laughs> so let's keep it going let's keep it positive
0: question number three the best rap verse you've heard this year who the did it come rap from verse.
1: that's hard dude that's hard because there have been a lot of re- really good rap verses this year
0: i know that's why i said it yeah
1: because i consume music like insane um who has kicked, killed it with the best verse this year? Uh, I got to say, one of my favorite verses has to come from J. Rock on the um, "The King Is Dead" from the Black Panther soundtrack. Like, I like that. that, because it hits the right tone. Like it, it's still it's still street level rough, but it's still radio friendly, catchy. It, it hits that sweet spot. Like when I went to the to the TD, TDE Championship Tour, when he came out and did his verse and like kicked it off, man. When you hear like thousands of people like word by word singing it together, that was amazing. Like that was that was phenomenal. So I think that whole um, that was probably one of like my best verses. But there's just there's been a lot of good stuff coming out. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: All right, question number four. What's your game of the year thus far?
1: My game of the year thus far. Um, I think right now my, my current game of the year is probably God of War. Um, I think it's a lot of people's game of the year. But what, uh, I'm going to refer to my list. Um, God of War was amazing because, like, it still took that same, like, God of War that we knew. And just kicked it into a new direction, and then having the companion, like God of War grew with the gamers. so the the people gaming with the first God of War when they were young, they're dads now, you know, like they're moms and dads, they're adults. And so this game became more adult without losing the fun. And so, um. Yeah, for sure. God of War is is my game of the year for not only the gameplay but the story, and the sort of like it lingered with me. And if you're going to hear all this grinding outside, it's because we're getting our kitchen redone. So right now they're cutting tiles outside and shit. That's right. but that but anyways, anyways, <laughs> God of War. Yeah, that's true. We both got shit going on. So God of War, that's my jam right now.
0: That's a good. That's a good one because I appreciate that God of War kind of. It's a good game to play with your son around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: yeah for sure like we talked about um um my son was sitting playing with me and it was funny because i, I had said um i had said to my son i go man this kid's like just like you and he's like why and i was like because he asks questions about the obvious stuff and he doesn't stop talking and so he goes i don't like that and then as i'm playing he's like what's this what's that how come this this is i go oh man and then the kid on the screen, what, is it Atreus? Is that his name? Yeah, Atreus. He, he's asking the same things, And then eventually my son goes, man, he he is like me. And I was like, yeah, I told you. And, but then my son was like, he's like, but you're, you are like the god of war. And I was like, why? He's like, because you're always just like, no, <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it really connected on the relationships. And then I think uh, if you didn't mind me doing a little plug right now, um, I think Sean and I tomorrow are going to be doing a um, – because he finally – that's my partner on Games We Don't Play, our podcast. And so we're going to do a spoiler cast for God of War tomorrow because um, he finally finished the game. And this will never finish his game. So that means it must have been a good one. So uh, hopefully you're free tomorrow too. Then we can have you on. As I say, we do like a side A, side B. But anyways, that's my that's, my, that's my top.
0: Good choice. Good choice. Mm-hmm. All right. Question number five. If you can have one superhero strength and one superhero weakness, what would you choose? A weakness? You have, you have to pick one strength. Yeah. But as Superman has his super strength and super speed, he also has kryptonite.
1: Uh, okay, because I was like, man, who wants a weakness? You have um, to have, so have, to have some I, type of balance to yourself. I guess my weakness would be these hoes. Um <laughs> that's not a good one to have <laughs> that would be a terrible
0: that would be the worst you know like,
1: my possibly- like strength would be these hoes no <laughs> <laughs> no. no I think uh, I think my strength I would like to have the ability to um, like, uh, like Doctor Strange to manipulate time Like, kind of wind it back. I always feel like I need more time in some form or fashion. You know, where I'm just like, if I get five more minutes, like, like I hate my commute. I like my job. I hate my commute. And if I could do something to manipulate that time, so then I could have more time with my family. You know, so that would be awesome. Um, That's a good one. And then the weakness. uh, Think about this one really hard.
0: Because you don't want to get a weakness that's going to counteract your strength.
1: Exactly, exactly. I guess my weakness would be. Um, toss some more examples of weaknesses at me.
0: Okay, like for example, Superman's weakness is kryptonite.
1: Uh huh.
0: Um, a lot of superheroes' weaknesses is magic. Like I think Superman's weakness is magic too. Mm-hmm. He's magic can affect him. You can make the argument that. Um, Aquaman weaknesses his ego. Okay. Much like a lot of supervillains have e- egos as their weakness because
1: they're yeah, they they're so egotistical.
0: They get out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um yeah. I'm trying to think of some other good weaknesses that superheroes have. Iron Man has his little chest plate, the thing in the middle mm-hmm. that you can pull out as Captain America did.
1: <laughs> Alright. Um, I guess my I don't know. That's hard. That's hard. You
0: can make your weakness whatever you want to make it. By the way,
1: I guess my weakness is getting up early. That's just terrible. So <laughs> that ruins my whole day. Like <laughs> 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 well, I gotta get up early. I'm mad at everybody. I'm like, don't talk to me for like two hours, please. <laughs> so you're a superhero who has to get up around noon. no <laughs> uh, you know my weakness is uh carbs. Uh, all jokes aside, for real, though, because because like, car- <laughs> carbs are mad delicious, but man, they are not good when you got like cholesterol and glucose troubles and you're trying to lose weight and your metabolism slowing down because you're getting old. So yeah. carbs is my weakness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's, let's talk about that for a second. What is it like? Because we both were getting up there in age. We're not like old, old, but what is it like? feel like you're getting old.
1: You know it's hard. Well, let me ask you this question: um, In your mind, how old are you?
0: Oh, let's see. That's a good question. How old do I feel?
1: Yeah, not how you feel. Like in your like, I can tell you specifically. Like, like in my mind, I feel like I'm 28. Like, that is, like, my, and I had heard something about this, too. Like, when you look in a mirror, you expect to see a certain person. And until you actually look in that mirror, you realize, damn, I am getting old. I'm wrinkly. I'm graying. But there's a certain way you perceive yourself, like, externally. And so, for me, I'm, like, I'm stuck on 28. Like, that's kind of where, like, I think I started really coming into myself, you know?
0: Yeah, I think I, I think I can see that. I, I understand what you mean by that. Probably, I'll probably, probably be around a similar age, probably mm-hmm. 26, because I have this uncanny ability where young people relate to me and love to talk to me because I I guess they consider me cool and what I do is cool. So yeah, I relate more to young people than I do old people because old people yeah. are just boring as hell.
1: No, it, because people trip when like they find out that I'm in my 40s and they're just like, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm 42. And they're just like, oh, that's crazy because I thought you were like, you know, mid late 30s, not in your 40s yet. And I'm like, no, but it's that. And I think you do the same thing too. You make yourself culturally relevant. Like you still connect with pop culture. You know, you're still out there in these like internet streets. You know what I mean? So it's like you can talk on these things, you can talk about the shows, the movies. And stuff like that and so i think that that's a huge thing you know like i was joking earlier when I, no, now i was legit playing some little pump earlier and um I, ha- I haven't become that guy that's like i hate all new stuff like i have friends who won't listen to rock music past the 90s and they're just like everything's trash and it's like nah man not everything's trash like there's yeah. there's enjoyable stuff out there you just have to understand the context you have to understand the parameters. And so there's music that's fun for just screwing around. And there's music that's good for like getting in your head. They're like, it's all the purposes. And so like, don't discredit something like give it a try. I mean, not saying everything's good. There is some wax stuff out there, but it's just like, give it a chance, get to know it, you know, and, and you might find something that's fun. Um, I guess. Cause I never wanted to be that old guy. That was just like, my generation was better. My, this was better. And it's like, nah, man, like, Yeah, I grew up Gen X, but a lot of these Gen Xers are now old people now, and they suck.
0: (laughs) And it's crazy to think about it, because 40 is not what it used to be. No, no. A good example of that is AJ Styles, WWE superstar, who's the WWE champion, is 42 years old. Yeah. That was unheard of back in the day, of having a 42-year-old world champion.
1: Yeah. But Jay-Z's like 50. Yeah. No, that blew my mind the other day when I um someone was talking about Jay-Z's, Jay-Z's age and they said that he was like almost 50 or in his 50s, right? He's like hovering around there and I was like, "What? Like this dude is still out here like like that that um The Carter's album is really good. I really enjoy it." And I was like, "He didn't falter on that one." You know, like he did a good job. Yeah, so
0: Jay-Z's 48 years old. So just think about that. Yeah, The person that people consider in the top of the rap game is 48 right. years old. And that's a
1: phenomenon, too, Because, um, because rap is a young man's game. I mean, you hear Noriega talking about it, and he's like, they don't have – there isn't a retirement home for the old rap gods. Yeah. You know, you get old, you fade away, and you become corny. Like you know you can't go on like a vintage tour, and I think they're starting to come around now, too, but it's like it's just not the same. It's like I always tell people rap is is the opposite side of punk, like punk rock music because it's very it's very youthful, it's very angst driven. It's very like you're you're trying to tear down some type of establishment that's oppressing you, you know, and then you get old and you lose your angst and you lose your struggle because you've gotten comfortable, you know? And so I think that's why it is hard for, like, older rappers to keep it alive because it's like, man, you're old. you are you got kids. You're not out here, like, you know, busting guns in the street. Uh, You're not, like, you know, pushing weight anymore. Like, you're just, you're a dad, you know? But no one also wants to hear someone rapping about being a dad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate where rap is going now where it's starting to seem like you're starting to see the split where Yes. You can have artists like who are older, like a Pusha T, Mm -hmm. Nas and stuff, put out albums and still be relevant. Yeah. And you still have this younger generation doing their thing. They're not intersecting with each each other. They're not affecting each other.
1: Yeah. No, totally true. And I want to put a pin in this one because I want to answer your original question. But then I do want to get into this because I've heard you talk about it. Um, And then I want to talk about Christina Aguilera, the hip-hop star as well. (laughs) Oh, we had on uh, Eddie. Eddie for that one, man. Your boy Eddie is wild. Eddie I is say. really wild, man. He's talking about yeah. being hot. new going to walk around with a jock jockstrap. I was like, yeah, I was going to say that.
0: If you want to hear some crazy stuff on Twitter, just follow that retro code because
1: he's going to say something wild nine times out of ten. Wild, and that's just on Twitter. Now him on a podcast. But anyways, getting old. You know, it's um so when I you know, I was talking about that age thing. Like in my mind I'm like I'm twenty-eight, I can still get out and I can still do things. And I still do like get on a bike, I still do skateboard, I still I'm gaming, I'm still like doing this stuff. But I'm starting to see like in like in gaming, like in shooters, my Twitch reaction isn't fast enough. And especially when as as my son is starting to game and I see him getting the more kills and I'm just like, hate you so much. (laughs) <laughs> because he's got that youthfulness in him. Um, you know, when I try to skate, like, I've come to the reality that I probably need one of those, like, old man longboards because I can't do the tricks anymore. Like, I don't have that same uh, muscle memory. Like, I don't have that, that reaction time. Um, and so it's, like, that is... And that does bug me out at times because then I, I do... Then I start to think about, like, oh, shit. Like, I'm in my 40s. Like, how... Like, I'm I'm now on the come down, you know what I mean? Like, my days are, I'm realizing that I don't know how many more years I have left, you know? I'm hoping it's a lot. Like, I'm hoping I can make it to my 80s, but I don't, you know, like, it's that starts to become a different stressor. Whereas, like, when you're on the other end, you're in your 30s, like, I'm good. Like, I said that a lot of times. So, that's a struggle. But then also, um, like, today I went to um, uh, get an eye exam and um you know it's like the first time that she my doctor had talked about like you know probably not this year probably like two three years from now we'll have to start looking at like you know some type of like bifocal script she's like as long as you can read the writing now then you're good because i just i don't have trouble with like you know reading things close it's like far but she's just like you know guys your rage you know you wear glasses it's going to start wearing down soon and i was like oh and i literally said to her i said you know, it's all those earmarks of getting old. And she's like, it just, it really is. And I was just like, damn, man. So it's like all that that stuff that starts to get slow. Bones hurt, body aches, muscles ache. You know, you can't snap back as fast. Like if you eat a, a bunch of bad food, you feel it. Your stomach's rumbling. You're just like, oh, man, I'm not as strong as I used to be.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's crazy to think about that. But it's like... When you start feeling yourself age in a sense where you're not getting up as fast as you used to be, Uh it sucks. Yeah. (laughs) There's no other way about it. It sucks.
1: Yeah. No, it really, really does. And then I think you have to find the different joys. Like um, right about this time last year, like I had a um, kind of like a wake-up call from my doctor, and she was just like, everything you're doing is like ruining your life, so you need to get with it. Um, but so I started eating better, started going to the gym, started exercising, started this, like, and it and I did feel a lot better and I actually felt like I didn't need the burgers and the fries. Like I was good. Like I started appreciating more different things because I was like, oh yeah, I guess this is tastier, you know? So I started really getting into eating my, like snacking on my, my blackberries and blueberries and eating my almonds. And instead of just like, oh, there's some chips over here. Cause that's the hard part about working in a school too. The lounge is Like if you just had a Dunkin' Donuts in-house all the time. So you walk in and you're just like, oh, there's donuts, there's cake, there's iced coffees. And there's always someone being nice and bringing stuff where they're just like, hey, just, uh, you know, just wanted to say thanks to all of you guys. So I brought in the sheet cake and I'm like, I need that cake right now. (laughs) That's the worst. (laughs) I appreciate the sentiment, but it's just like, can you, uh, how about just a case of water? It's like, that'd be nice. But, you know, it's just, I mean, that's what we do. We feed each other, you know? So it's hard, but I've learned to appreciate those different things as well because then I do feel better and I do feel clearer when I'm eating better and when I'm exercising and stuff. And that's an old man thing too because then I'm like, never in a million years I'd be like, exercising is tight. You should do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy to think about.
1: Yeah. So what? What well, for you? What was the moment where you like, where like, oh, snaps! I'm getting old.
0: Started seeing gray hairs. Straight up,
1: <laughs> it's not like
0: it's not like I get them on the top of my head or nothing like that. I don't get them on the top of my head yet or anything like that. Yeah, I um, get them. Um, I get them my beard. <laughs> so you talking about your nuts? No, I don't get them there either. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely started to get them like in my beard so i just i literally keep my beard low or virtually non-existent so i don't see the gray hairs
1: no same i used to bounce between a goatee and a beard and then um it was funny because i started with like one just one stripe on my chin of gray hairs and actually always had like a weird spot that was always like two gray hairs from the get-go so it was like no big deal and then that started turning into a stripe and now a large portion of my facial hair is gray. And so I was just like, no, nah, I'm good. So now I just keep it like shaved off. Um, and I haven't had facial hair in a while, which also I hate shaving. So that sucks. But um, it drives my wife nuts because at least with the facial hair, you didn't notice that I didn't have any lips. <laughs> so she's like, "She's like, he didn't grow it back, lipless bastard. <laughs> That's how whites are like, though. <laughs> Oh man.
0: So before we go, I go, yeah, I want to ask you one more thing, talk for you can talk about. Um so you got kind of a new job now.
1: Yeah, I do. I do. I'm hyped up. Um I've been working on this for a while. Um you know, I've been in education now like yeah, I'm nearing like 20 years. Um you know, started off as, like, a playground person, like, you know, one of those little coaches you see on the playground telling the kids to stop hitting each other, all the way up to, like, my most recent was assistant principal and finally got a principal position, so I'll be leading the school, and, um, that's really awesome because it's, I've always, like, I've always had a lot of really good feedback, and, um, you know, as much as, like, you'll see me online or, like, bullshit with you guys, I'll say wild stuff, and that's just me screwing around, but, um, you know, for the most part, like I really do, like, I love mentoring people I, and I do care. And so, if, you know, even with that, like, like I had two really young teachers last year, um, who came to my office and they were struggling, like struggling bad. And, but they were doing well with their teaching, but just emotionally, it was a lot, you know? And so they came in and like, what are we doing? What's going on? And I was just like, Hey, don't worry. I got you. Let's work on this. Like, you're gonna feel this. You're gonna feel that. It's normal. No worries. And then when the year ended, and I, you know, I had announced that I'm going to be leaving the school to go be a principal in another school, like these same girls were like kind of bummed, and they were like, "Man, this sucks." And I was like, "Why?" And they were just like, "Because you talked to us like people. You didn't make us feel like failures. You made us feel like we can do this. We just needed to get through the feelings." And I was like, "Yeah, for sure." I was like, "If you didn't feel like you sucked, then that would be a concern to me." Because that means that you're reflecting on what you're doing and you want to do better than what you're doing. So, your first year teachers, if you would have been out the gate, like, I'm the best and I'm great, then that's hard to work with. I said, but we can get this going. And, the, and they did. They did. They really turned it around. They really got better. And so, it's like, for me, that's a success because if I can invest into, in them properly, then they are doing better for the kids. And so all I need to do is help that one. And now they've helped 30. And then those two, now I've helped 60 kids. You know what I mean? It's a trickle down. And so I've always felt like I was a better mentor than I was a a teacher. I was a good teacher, but I was better at being a mentor. And so getting this opportunity has been nice. Um, But it's kind of weird, though, because I've always had someone above me, like a principal, you know, so it's just like, um, working with my last principal, she's like a really good helper as well. So now that we're on the same level, she's like, anything you need, I got you. And I was just like, hey, if I want to do this, who do I talk to? And she's like, you don't have to talk to anybody. You're the person. And I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Like I'm the dude. So yeah. it's really nice, man. I'm hyped yeah, up. It falls on you now. Yep. It does. And then that, and that's another thing too, is that everything does fall on me. So if there's an angry parent, I got to deal with them. There's a district thing. I got to deal with it. But that stuff, that day-to-day stuff, like, I actually really, I don't say enjoy, but I accept parents' challenges because it's, I hear their problem. There's always, no matter how upset a parent is, there's always a reason, you know? And so I just let them, like, vomit on me. I'm just like, have at it. You're mad? Okay, because (laughs) let's let's be clear about that but you know they're vomiting their words where they're just like it's this and i'm mad at this and i'm mad at that and use your school and your teachers and then in the end i go i hear what you said and what you're telling me is that you're concerned with this 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 but what i'm really hearing is this thing so let me help you with that and then they're like yes and then they come back and they're just like hey i used to be so mad and consistently it's just like I know that that's something that I'm good at is finding the problem, working with it, and then turning it into a positive. And so it's just like, because if I can get those people on my side, that's a win. And that's like positive PR because this, this job of being like a a principal, it's middle management, you know, like it's all about PR. It's all about making, it's all about customer service, you know? And so I really do feel like I'm at McDonald's a lot where I'm like, how can I help you? You know? So just keeping that peace and keeping the balance and making sure my teachers are happy then I know I got it but I am nervous because it's it's a new realm for me and I don't have a partner whereas I've had a partner for so long but um you know I still got people that 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 are there with me who have just come out of the woodworks and you know, People I've worked with in the past who have been like, you need anything? I got you. You want me to help you? I got you. And I'm like, cool. And they're like, you need me to come to your school and help you write plans? We can do that too. And I'm just like, that's nice. you know." But that's that investment in people. So yeah, man, I'm hyped. I'm stoked. That's definitely dope, brother, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you.
0: And as always, man, it's been great having you on, Jeff. Yeah. You know, my door is always open to you, man. It's always yeah, a pleasure sure. to have you on the podcast, brother. Oh,
1: wait, before we go, give me like Yo. 10 more minutes. Because I do want to, I, I I've been hearing you bounce this topic around, and we were kind of touching on it earlier. Okay. Hip hop, the state of hip hop. Okay, I'm um, down with that. I just I want to throw just my two cents in real quick. by um, guess. You know, I I think it was like on this last episode, you and and Joey were talking about um, uh, Lil Wayne, and you know, talking about like state of hip hop and thing like that. And I've heard you be on, like, when you do your, um, what's the other one you do? Uh, Blog Boys. Blog Boys. You guys were talking about on there, too. And I think there's one component that that I think gets overseen a lot, and that's, um, I think hip-hop is fragmenting. And yeah. needs, like, how rock has a bunch of sub-genres, I think we need to start having more hip-hop subgenres, Like, you know, everyone says, oh, I hate all this mumble rap. And so the question I always ask is, who's mumble rap? And then they'll be like, and they'll just name a bunch of artists. And I'm like, those aren't mumble rappers. Like you just said, like anyone who's popular right now. Like Drake is not a mumble rapper. Like, you know like, what I mean? Not the least bit. Not in the least. And it's also hard for me to put Drake. I think, I think the identity of hip hop is also struggling. Like, I feel like it went into a different thing, whereas, like, it matured in the 90s in a different way and was kind of growing. But now it's it's almost like it's going back into, like, an adolescence because it's, it's, it's struggling with its identity because hip-hop now or rap now is pop music, you know? And so when you say, like, oh, you know, people want to discredit Drake for not being, like, a legitimate, like, rapper and he's got ghostwriters and whatnot... I don't have a problem with it because Which I still don't believe, by the way. But I think Drake is—he's a pop artist. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, if I want my rap, then I'm going to listen to Kendrick, and that's a different person. But Kendrick is still—he's hitting the mainstream realm. And but if I want my underground, if I want my other type of rap, then I'm going to listen to like a like. There's a girl out right now, man. Her shit is raw, and she's called uh, Baby Mother. B-B-Y-M-U-T-H-A. And her, her style is raunchy too. But it's just like, if you want it, you can find it. And it's there, you know? So it's just like, I think you have to, hip hop has to be segmented now into different ways. Because to say, oh, well, if Drake went up against Nas, and it's like, ah, oh, you can't say that. Not that you can't say that, but it's like, those are two different lanes. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like saying, because we allow actors to be like, he's a, he's a drama actor. He's a comedy actor. Like you wouldn't say, like Will Ferrell going up against Liam Neeson. He'd be like, yeah, dude, they're they both act.
0: Yes. Doesn't make any sense to say
1: that, but it doesn't make any sense to that. Yeah, it's two different genres, and I think the genres of hip hop right now are fragmenting in that way because you agree. have you have reality stars who ever who want to dip their toe into hip hop. You have your Migos who they might not. I mean, come on, walk it like I talk it lyrically it's terrible but when you play it loud and you're in that vibe man, it's fun you know like a little pump when you like play like a it loud like it's fun but it's where you are like it's it's contextual you know like if you play you know more conscious rap and you're up you know like in a in a party setting it's like ah, i don't really want to hear this right now you know so it's yeah, like it's, it's, it's what the mode is in and i think i think as as critics of music when we're in these sort of like barbershop talks because it is like that you know everyone someone throws something out and we all kind of just talk in on it but it's like I think we have to break it down even further and be like this guy's of that style this person's of that style because it's 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 kind of going over each other and, and I know I jokingly said like Christina Aguilera as a hip-hop artist but it's <laughs> like but that's a different lane because, like, remember, Miley Cyrus was trying to go the hip hop vibe too, and same thing with Katy Perry. Like, because they're seeing, like, this is the hip, this is hip hop lane is just a hip pop lane, you know. And that's they can exist. It's just in that realm. And um, I mean, even going back to it's like this is not a new thing. Like, the first like rap to get on the radio was not Sugar Hill Gang, it was Blondie on Rapture doing that terrible Fab Freddie and it was like go back and listen to it but it's like documented it as like one that hit the radio that hit the mainstream and it was just like it's different you know so it, but I think that song was a good indicator of where this this, this rap this hip hop world was gonna go you know you hit it right on the head you couldn't yeah. said it
0: better myself. that you know hip hop is one of those things that it's mainstream now. You can't change that. Everybody listens to hip-hop. Hip-hop, I, I I believe it's the number one form of music in the world right now. Yep. So you can't just... It's not just ours anymore. No matter how much we say it's ours and how much yeah. we want to kind of claim it for ourselves, mm-hmm. we're not going to go out and just start punching people in the face for like, I'm going to do a hip-hop song, you know. It's yeah. getting crazy because you, can, you hear hip-hop songs on regular commercials now. Before, it was a time where you wouldn't hear hip hop song being played yeah. in commercials. Yeah. If, unless it was an urban commercial.
1: Yeah. No, totally. Or it would be that, that, um, whatever serial commercial it was where it just became this sort of rap thing. I'm so and so and I'm here to say I do something in a certain way. You know, it was like every commercial was just that rap jingle line. And it's just like, yeah. nah, man, it's everywhere. Like, it's, it's everything. It's a, it's a hip hop world. And I think that also comes too with like internet culture, you know, like the walls are down, the music's accessible. And like I said earlier, it's just still, again, it's a young man's game. And when I said young man's, I'm not like, like to just men. I'm saying, you know, it's a young person's game, but it's like, because the internet walls are down, we can, ex- we can access each other because the feeling is still there. It's still the, I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm bothered. I'm young. I, I still want some flash, you know, like stuff like that. And so it's just easier to get to. And then now the fact that you could just like put something to get, literally put something together on your phone and post it to SoundCloud. And it may hit, it may not, but you can do it, you know? And so that's really nice as well. But I said, and you know, it's kind of like what I touched on earlier too. Like appreciate this stuff. Like I'm not saying you, I'm saying people in general, like if you don't like it, don't piss on it for everyone else because that's that's someone else's jam along the way. You know, you could be like, "Yeah, it's not my thing," but you know, not a, you got to remember back in back in the quote unquote gold golden era, um, Ski-Lo did exist. Okay, don't forget not that.
0: Only, not only Ski-Lo, but people forget that in the golden era, two of the biggest acts in the '90s were MC Hammer mm-hmm. and Will Smith.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like people have these like rose-colored glasses where they forget like certain things, and then because uh, this kind of goes into uh, as you guys, I do this a lot, and I'm sure a lot of people do too. But like when the conversations are happening on a podcast, and I'm talking back, I know you guys can't hear me; it's already recorded. But then like <laughs> when you guys were talking about Drake, and if he came back with that disc to push a T, that might have hurt his career, and I agree. Because do you remember when MC Hammer shifted gears and did that gangster rap album? Started hanging out with Tupac. That it was a rap. Yeah. And it was just like because he was trying to shift. Because remember he was he was trying to shed his his sort of wholesome. Clean um, his clean image. And then he went into that hard on the boulevard or whatever it was. And it was just like and like he said, pop pop fans, because he was pop. Pop fans are Fickle. And they were just like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. And now too legit to quit is corny. And I don't want to hear it anymore. You know? And so it's just, I agree. If if Drake would have come in a certain way, they would have just been like, this is not my Drake. I like my Drake to be fun Drake and, you know, and loving on the women. And you know what I mean? He wants to, that's my nice for what? You know? So seeing and that, you, I was just like... Since
0: you bring that up, I'm going to tell you who's album I'm most excited to hear from this year. And so, you won't believe who it is. Will Smith.
1: You know what? You are not alone. Um, I'm really interested to see what he's going to pull out. I hear, like, the rumblings of what this album could be. I'm just like, damn, you awesome. know? Because he's that guy. Like, the difference between Will Smith and Lil Wayne is... Wayne hasn't – you have to keep yourself relevant, and he hasn't kept himself re- relevant. He pops up here and there and does a few features here and there, but he's not that guy anymore. So I don't know if – he'll make numbers, but not as big as he used to. Will Smith continues to make the movies, continues to make the shows, still has Fresh prints and syndication, and that is a classic and people – reference it all the time so he's got the older generation coming with him he's got the kids you know his jaden and his willow who are out there in the world too his kids keep him relevant like he's he's found himself to be relevant in so many ways that when he comes out with an album all age bands are going to listen to it because the old heads yeah the old heads are going to be like damn what what's will smith doing and then the other ones are going to be just like oh, that's Jaden's dad. Let's see what he's going to do. You know? Like, he's relevant. And then the movie people are going to be like, oh, he does music? I thought he only did bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, he, but he's, like I said, he, you got to keep yourself relevant because if not, your brand fades.
0: Yeah. And he's, I've heard a couple of things he's doing. It, it sounds good. For one, it sounds good. For
1: two, yeah,
0: he knows who he is. He's not running away from that. That says a
1: lot. Yeah, no, he and he does. He has been true to his style because he's never he's never been the guy to push the edge. He's just been the guy that's like, let's have a good time, you know. I mean, even that, like, Welcome to Miami, like that that big wheelie style.
0: I love that album.
1: You had a barbecue. I Absolutely love that album. That's the perfect
0: album for a barbecue. That's something to the beach. Because that album is what, like 20 years old? <laughs> yeah, about 20 years old. I was probably, I want to say college. Yeah. Either college or last year, of high school, something like that. But that album
1: is the perfect beach album. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. But if you, 97, that album came out in 97. Okay. So you, see, yeah. Yeah, you see, so you hear an album like that today, it still holds. Like, it's still like, man, this is. Fun and the kids will enjoy it, and the adults will enjoy it. So for sure, man, like that stuff is out there for sure. But he's a good example of like, you don't hear anyone saying like, well, you know, he's a pop guy and he's whack for this. It's like no, just just let him ride, and we do we let him ride, and I think that's what we need to do with a lot of these artists, even the young ones that get criticized because of their content or they got tattoos on their face or whatever, and it's just like just let them ride. You know, because they're out there for somebody. Someone's giving them a fan base, so just let their fan base be. You know, I, you if you're looking forward to the Will Smith album, do it. Enjoy it, because if it's going to bring you joy, why not, man? You know, because I saw something recently that was like, your favorite song is hated by somebody. And I was like, damn, that's for real. Like... Yeah. There's a lot of songs that, like, I, I hear them, and I'm like, this this song, I love this song so much, and I'll play it at my, my, my mom, my wife. See, that's a little slip. <laughs> She'll be like, this song is terrible, and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, the this and that and the structure and the lyrics and the this, and she's like, this song sucks. And I'm just like, oh, man, you hurt my feelings, you know? But it's just like, my favorite song is not for everybody, you know? Yeah. That
0: is true as true could be, to say the least.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. But so, man, thanks for letting me take this on a little detour right now. Um, you know, but I want to say um, it's been awesome talking to you again. Like, again, you know, you're uh, you're you're hitting the charts in a big way. I'm so happy for you. Um, the, the people that you get to be on your show, it's like, man, you're making moves, dude. You're out here and then like doing it doing it in a positive way. Doing in a way that gives people a forum to kind of like express themselves and share, and then really bringing the community together, man. You're doing, you are doing the right things. And so I'm super happy for you. And I can't wait to see what else you bring to the scene because you're doing it right. You're definitely doing it right. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate that, man. Let them know where to find your podcast at. All right. So you can find my podcast, Games We Don't Play. Um, which is me, my partner, Sean, sometimes we have Dre and sometimes we have guests. Um, we're just a couple dads just talking about how we don't have time to play these games. Funny thing is I end up playing like a ton of games. And my partner doesn't. Um, but we just kind of talk about our lives. We talk about our gaming. So you can find us on all the things, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff, games. We don't play. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter at games. We don't pod. Um, and if you just want to bullshit with me, um, or you can hear me talk smack to Delvin. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, You can find me at, at that Chalfie. That's a C H A U F I E. Um, Yeah. I'm always, I'm always open to chop it up. Um, You might hear me smack talk Delvin, but that's my dude though. Uh, That's like, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Erica Marie. She was like, she had said something recently because I had asked her about like when she was starting her movie one. And she had said, oh, yeah, your 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 best hater wants to uh, says you should be on the show. And I was like, yeah, for sure. And I said, my best hater is also my best dude. And I know that's you, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I yelled to her about like, yo, when are you going to start this podcast up? Right. For real. I'm uh, looking forward to it. And I'm like, oh, I'm looking for a guest. So you know what? I'm going to find you a guest for your first episode. Yeah. yeah. I immediately found her a guest for her first episode. I said, I up. want to find you a guest for your second episode. I'm gonna call you off you gonna get
1: on it. For real, man, get at me, girl. Find me. <laughs> Definitely. All right, <laughs> dude. Well, thank you again. I appreciate no it.
0: And as always, Devil Cock Spirits, we are out. Peace. Hey. I'm back again. I forgot to add something else to the podcast. And that something else is a thank you. As you heard on the episode already, um, the podcast hit um, number two on iTunes under Games and Hobbies. And when I say I was shocked and happy, that's an understatement. I was um just floored and honored to have this happen. And that's all because of people who listen to the podcast People who support the podcast. People like Chalfie. People like D-Life. People like Sean. People like Rory. People like Just. People like Christian. People like Spin, People like Erica. People like Jared. People like, it's just so many people to name. Donnie. Ken L. Eddie V, man. There's so many people to name. Joey Craig, of course. Haley, man. Everybody... Christian, I already named Christian. I'm not I'm talking to name Christian. <laughs> uh, man, there's just so many people who, things you'll hate, man. There's so many people I can just think of off the top of my head who've done so much to help this podcast. And, you know, I'm speechless, man, to see this happening. I hope this is something that continues on. And if, even if it doesn't, even if this is just a one-time thing, Man, just from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you so much for making this happen, yo. Know. Tyler, I almost forgot Tyler. Like I said, it's just so many people to name. Like, yo. I'm just so appreciative. Baylor. Like, it's God, it's so many people I know who help with the podcast every week. Spencer Stapleton, man, the married to the games crew. I can go on forever and ever. It's crazy, but um It's um it's humbling. It's nerve-wracking because I see my name up there with guys like kind of funny and um, What's Good Games, and I'm like, my name must belong up there. Like, it's just right up in there, like the Delvin Cox experience. It's just, it's cool to see, and I love seeing it, man, but it's like, man, this is crazy. It's unbelievable. It's unreal. From my bottom, anybody who I forgot, I'm sorry. Just bear with me, you know. Sean Capri, Coach Moe, <laughs> Devin Dias. It's just so many guys I just can name, man. Uh, man, it's just just thank you. man. Spencer Stapleton, uh, Josh Stapleton, man. Uh, Jesus, man. Dre, it's just uh, Erica, of course. Man, it's just so many people who I'm just speechless. Just thank you. That's all I can say. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for helping me get to where I'm at. And hopefully, you guys be there f- for the rest of the way. I appreciate you guys for listening. Peace out.